are back in the most monumental way possible. QP Sports Exchange is back on the air. It's your host, Vince. I can't be more excited to be in front of a microphone and be able to do a podcast for all of QP Nation. This week is going to be big. It is going to be special because it is the NFC North and we will get to it momentarily. Now, the reason for the hiatus, right? We've talked many a times about mental health. There's a person in the house that had mental health issues and what have you. I feel strongly about these. I support these. You know, I want people to get help. Um, Me and my wife went through some hellacious stuff. Um, Grateful, albeit in a sense to be kind of like a vagabond, basically. But um, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. And we're going to steal pot, which is the most important thing. But I'm always about transparency. I'm always about letting you know a little bit about what's going on with me. This has been a rough couple weeks. I don't like, first of all, I don't like not potting. Um, But due to the circumstances that were in the house, there was no really way of being able to do that. So we had to let it go. Um, It was difficult being in that house. um, My wife had tons of anxiety. It had really gotten just bad. Um, The kid who is struggling with um, a host of things made it almost just intolerable to live there. And the person who was in charge, who is the guardian, is my mom. And she just kind of co-signed the whole situation. Um, Some of it is just when you deal with mental illness, I think a lot of people think, oh, you're you're crazy. You're, you know, whatever. But the one thing about it is, is that mental illness, it shows itself in many a ways it can show your it can show in like value of self or lack of value of self it can show itself in um not being able to take care of remedial tasks it can show itself in not being able to communicate it can show itself in depression and just like laying in bed all day it could show itself by like lack of care for oneself, like hygiene. So there's so many things that it could manifest itself into. Um, unfortunately, in the house that we were staying at, we got a lot of those. 
and it was it was hard it was difficult um it was difficult to be positive it was difficult to bring up the energy that you need to do this podcast every week as well it was just difficult um the truth is is that there were days where I mean I'm not gonna lie it's just there was just sobbing and frustration and not just frustration in an anger way but just frustration in a just being sad sad for the people that are going through these things that as a as somebody who loves them doesn't want them to go through sad in the fact that there are things that are fixable by just being hey you might have gone too far but not having the courage to say those words people say well Vince why you need to step up and say what you needed to say ah there's the key alright I got to see this firsthand. Yes, I didn't say a lot. And the reason for me not saying a lot was because I was told to keep it under wraps. That we're just going to let it go. We're going to let the kid do. Okay. Alright. Not my parenting uh, forte. So... I watched and I listened and I listened to it devolve into a situation that where the people are involved just didn't seem to have a ton of respect for themselves and it seemed like there were um, just really a bunch of underlining issues going on all at the same time and nobody wanted to um, shed light on those or what was making them go through those emotions at that present time so at some point you just have to cut the cord at some point you have to just say hey this is just not healthy for me this is not healthy for my wife and you get out of Dodge. So that's where we are at this point. Free, but also in a state of transition. Happy or joyous, grateful, but also not really on solid foundation as of yet. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, our faith will just continue. Our faith in God will um, drive us, move us forward. Our faith in our Lord and Savior will continue to push us to where we need to be ultimately. So that's where we are with that. 
it's hard to leave you guys without pods. So understand that as you missed me and the cast of characters that we got on QPPN, I miss you just as much. And now that we got all of this out of the way, you know what time it is. It's time to start the show. It's time to get real busy on this NFC North. And we will be back after this little groove section. This is a division that I have been waiting for to talk to you guys about. It's time for the NFC North. Now, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Chicago all reside in this division. Now, There are some that are a little bit better off than others, but we will get to them. It's a really interesting division. There's some change going on in this division. There's people fighting for their jobs and and being in the NFL. There are some people who are uh, just sitting on top of their mountain and just kind of looking down and saying what's going on. And it's going to be great. It's listen, there's so much to get involved in, but uh, we're going to do it the way we always do it. We're going to break this division down for you. We're going to get it real hot, real cracking, real soon. Let's start off with the first team and let's just go ahead and get out the way. Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions, Detroit City, Motor City. What's up? We are going to talk about your football team right now. They made a trade. They traded Stafford out, uh, long-term quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Um, Really never had the team around him to do all the things that he possibly could do. Now, they get Jerry Goff back. Detroit Lions fans, I'm going to let you know right now, you are building for the future with Goff. Meaning that... This guy, you should expect to be bad, and he will not disappoint you in being bad. All right? I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Jared Goff didn't like watching film. Jared Goff did not like the process of breaking film down. Um, he He needs a tutor all the time. And McVay was that tutor. Now, there are people who are saying, well, he got spoon-fed the offense, so why did he have to learn it? You're getting paid like 30-some-odd million dollars. You should want to master your craft as much as possible. 
I don't know. Maybe. That might be my thought process behind it, but apparently it wasn't Jared Goff's process behind it. Got a new coach, Dan Campbell. He looks like he's going to be good for a bunch of sound bites. Excited about that. Content for this program is always welcome. Thank you, Mr. Campbell. We appreciate your donation of sound bites to this podcast. They did draft Panesul. <clears throat> I mean, he kind of fell to them. I mean, Cincinnati, could you could you have really done this the most backward way possible? We were already gotten to your franchise and what you're doing to your quarterback. But Panesul, out of Oregon, left tackle, should be there for 12 to 14 years if he stays healthy. Um, I mean, so when you get a good pick, there there it is. Now, they got these picks from the Rams, two first-rounders, that they'll be looking at next year and the year after, which is great. They're going to need that, but they're going to be late first-round picks, I think. I mean, unless injury falls upon the Rams, which it could, because there's not a lot of depth behind the starters. So you're hoping for injury if you're a Detroit fan to to the Rams. You're looking for the Rams to have a long season and then your pick that you got from them becomes even more valuable. But keep this in mind. Jared Goff not being able to run an offense to a point where there are vets that are going to McVay's office to say, hey, we would like the backup to start the postseason game, the wildcard game. I mean, I just want you to think about that, Detroit Lions fans. This is your quarterback. I mean, he will be your guy this year. There's no question about it. But this is not the guy for the future. This is not the guy that you think you're going to go ahead and build around for years to come. He is a placeholder at best. You might hold him next year just to get some seasoning on the kid that maybe you draft this year. And then you go from there. Right? Defense on Detroit. I mean, I think this is just, right, we're just a year away. Let's just be honest about what we're looking at with Detroit. Their team is young. They are, they don't have a ton of weapons. We'll get to the one weapon that they do have in a second. And then, you know, we got a first-year coach. We got to see how that plays out. But right now, I mean, we're just, we're kind of there. 
All right. This is what the this is what the depth chart looks like right now. When your wide receiver core is led by Terrell Williams, that should tell you something. There's some promise with uh, Quintez Cephas. People are high on him. I'm in Rossane Brown. Uh, I got to see him at USC a lot. Good pass catcher. Um, can high point the ball. I want to see better route running personally before I'm all in on Amon Ra St. Brown. The defense, I mean, Michael Brockers from the Rams, that was a good pickup. Uh, let's not be remiss to say probably the, the guy that should stand out this year is TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson should be the guy that stands out. DeAndre Swift should also get some burn as well if you're looking for some fantasy help when it comes to that. But getting back to the defense, I mean, they got some holdovers from the previous regime. They did pick up Michael Brockers. I mean, they're just a ways away. And that's all there is to it. Um, they got to get more playmakers on both sides of football. Um, they need to steadily build up that offensive line. I did like the Sewell pick. And I just think that this year is one of those years that you just sit there and you just kind of go let the young kids develop. Let's go ahead and use our draft capital next year to put ourselves in the best position. We might need the year after as well for that. And then go from there. But Detroit Lions fans, do not you're not the worst team in football. At least Houston, the Texans have that. So, you don't have to worry about being the worst football team in the NFL, which is great. So, let's move on to one other team. We're going to move on to the Minnesota Vikings, and we're going to look at what they got going on. Um, This is a team that when... 
I mean, over the summer, all we talked about was Aaron Rodgers. Was he coming back and all that? And we'll get into that later. But this was the team that was looking like, hey, if that guy doesn't come back, we're in good standing because we got a lot of pieces. We got a lot of pieces coming back. And we're looking at a, you know, a playoff run. Aaron Rodgers is standing in the way of the Minnesota Vikings still. Um, We'll get to them in a second. But Minnesota is is a... They're a good team. I mean, let's just be real frank. They, They still have some issues on the offensive line. I'm not sold on Rashad Hill... And, uh, you know, I guess Brian O'Neill, I mean, they don't move the needle for me personally. Their weapons on the outside are, 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 are good. You got Thielen, you got Justin Jefferson. Um, you got some, you got some guys that can go get the football. Um, they seem to be high on D.D. Westbrook. I don't know why he can't catch the football really well. Devin Cook, if he can stay healthy, Devin Cook is an X factor and what they want to do offensively. And then all the people who come back from injury. Daniel Hunter. Um, you know, they picked up some pieces like uh, Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants. Um, they picked up Michael Pierce from the Ravens. Anthony Barr will be back. Eric Kendricks is back. They did also pick up Patrick Peterson. Harrison Smith is there again. Xavier Woods. So, I mean, they got some guys on this team, and they have pretty good depth on the team as well. So this team should be ready to go. I'm actually really want to see more of uh, Chaz Surratt. Really want to see more of him. Christian Derrissaw, I want to see more of him before I'm like ready to give all the praise to these guys. But this team should be solid. It has a lot. I like what they did over the last couple years, getting some explosivity to the offense. Devin Cook and you know Justin Jefferson are, are game breakers when it comes to that. So you can't really um, fault him. Now, here's the one thing that I will say is that I'm still not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I mean, I've seen all the stats. You don't have to show it to me, Minnesota Viking fan. I get you. I understand. This your guy. This is who you rolling with. So, you know, I got it. So, I understand. Oh, well, he put up this and he throws, you know, 65% of his you know passes complete all that I got you but does he win games does he physically win games for you can you count on him when things are going astray things aren't going right for you maybe the defense isn't getting to the to the quarterback as efficiently as they normally are. They don't create the turnover. Can this guy win you a game? 
Jury's still out. He's been in Minnesota for a while now. So I guess my answer is already no. Now, if you are a optimistic Viking fan, you're probably saying, well, let's see. You know, now he got weapons and, you know, the offense is, you know, catered to him and, and, you know, all that. I get it. You're still holding out hope. And as a fan, you should. Because as good as he is, is that is where the Vikings are going to go. He has to be good for the Vikings to go anywhere. And I'm still not like a 100% believer in Kirk Cousins. You know, it's funny how it all we can talk about the offensive line and we can talk about the defensive line and those are very important. You can't have a football team without those and you can't have a good football team without them being pretty special. But it always gets back to the quarterback. Always does. In Minnesota, we still don't know. We're paying him like he's a he's a top end quarterback. But is he? So the fate of the Vikings still lies in the hands of Kirk Cousins, even though you got all these tremendous weapons around him. The ball is in Kirk Cousins' court. I think we said this last year that he doesn't have any excuses. Well, COVID happened, so yeah, that dude had a ton of excuses. If the season goes right this year, he should have no more excuses. There's nowhere to hide, Kirk Cousins. Defense straight, offensive line is pretty good, good running back, good weapons. What are you going to do? Now, let's move to Chicago because Chicago got some spicy stuff going on too. Well, they drafted the kid out of Ohio State, Justin Fields. Congratulations, Chicago Bears. You have got yourself a quarterback. That's great. Um, One memo though, somebody might want to tell Andy Dalton that he's not the guy. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw, caught this cat's act like a week ago. My man said, it's my time. It's time to do it. Let the Andy Dalton era begin. And I was like, what? What are we doing? Let the Andy Dalton era begin? That's where we at? Oh, no, we can't have this. But sure enough, Matt Nagy wants to do it this way. He wants to create the Kansas City formula by having their Alex Smith take them throughout most of the season, let Justin Fields do his Patrick Mahomes imitation and soak soak this all up from the sideline and then come in late in the year and uh, be dynamic from that point out. That's that's the uh, goal. That's the strategy. 
And I think the people of Chicago by week four will want to burn Soldier Fields down. Not because they don't like the stadium, because they do. They have some stadium issues as well this year. <laughs> Developer wanted to move Soldier Field towards the water or whatever. Has some prime real estate around the lake. Wanted to build a, a stadium there. Chicago was not having that. They were like, yo, uh-uh. You need, y'all need to fix what we got going on here. We ain't trying to move way like 30. I think it was like something like 30 miles from where they were. So there's a lot going on in Chicago. Here's the other thing that you need to know. Okay. Uh, the GM Pace. You know, he's fighting for his job. Matt is fighting for his job. Um, the Chicago Bears um, have been a quarterback away. Mitchell Trubisky obviously wasn't the dude. Chicago Bear fans, I apologize for bringing up, you know, Osa. I really do. Um, in comes Justin Fields. A lot of excitement. Should be. And now... We got Andy Dalton talking about it's his squad. Okay, so I don't even know what to say about that, but it's real crazy. Now, as far as the weapons are concerned, um, I know that my fantasy guy, uh, Kyler Copeland, you can catch him on Fantasy Dreams, comes on. It will be starting for it'll be twice a week when the season is. It'll be Tuesday and Thursday. So look for those pods to pop off. I'm excited about those. But Allen Robinson and uh, Darnell Mooney are getting a lot of love from my fantasy guy. They lo- he he loves them. Uh, Nico, who's also an analyst for the network. Loves both those guys as well. David Montgomery. Is this the year that he breaks out? That was the kid from Iowa State. Looking looking more for him. <clears throat> that offensive line is still terrible. I don't care what anybody says. This is where this is where you're not Minnesota, Chicago. Your offensive line is not great. Not saying that Minnesota's is either, but I like their tackle situation better than I like Chicago's tackle situation. The defense should be better. Team Hicks. Khalil Mack. It's got to be the year that Rokon Smith steps up even more. Eddie Jackson's back. If you can get a full season out of Eddie Jackson, that's a good thing. It really is just development now. It really is. I mean, the kid needs to be developed. They need to get an offensive line that's going to help them. 
And, I mean, that's where they are. Chicago is a good team. They could make a little noise this year. Um, I'm not happy with Andy Dalton, but I understand that you don't want to put the kid in there day one. 100% understandable. And if this is a year where it's kind of like not punt, but kind of punt, to get the kid ready for next year, I understand it. I just don't want to see like the kid getting put in, jerked out of the lineup, that sort of thing. Just when you make the decision to start the kid, stick with it. Whether it's ugly, not ugly, or whatever the case may be, just stick with it. He'll, you know, he'll benefit from the lumps. He'll benefit from, you know, some of the adversity. And it'll just make him a better quarterback next year. But their team has some real holes in it. They got some real, you know, challenges and stuff. It doesn't mean that they can't make it work and make a playoff push. Okay? It doesn't mean that. But it is one of those situations where if you look at the other teams in the division, um, and we'll, we'll exclude the Detroit Lions. Sorry, Detroit Lions fans. I'm not trying to pile on, but let's just be real. Your team is a couple years away. But if you look at the other teams in the division, you know, they got the most holes in them. Minnesota has the um, Not Minnesota, I'm sorry. Chicago's have the most holes in them, okay? So if that's the case, then we're looking at a situation where you should have kind of a off on type of year, right? So we'll see if they can get those holes rectified and we'll see if Khalil Mack is still the same guy. There have been rumors about him being traded. I don't understand that. Tevin Jenkins is hurt. That was like, let's solidify the offensive line after we got Justin Fields. So there's a lot going on. If David Montgomery takes a big step forward, some of these issues are just resolved right away. If Justin Fields is the guy that we think he is, and let's say he's ready to go by week five, six, maybe there's a playoff push. I think there's a lot of ifs when it comes to Chicago. So we'll get to the record momentarily because we got to get to the Green Bay Packers now. Yes, yes, sir. (laughs) Green Bay, how y'all doing? Have we had a great summer? You and I seem to have hung out all summer. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers didn't know if he was coming. He was was not coming. If he was going to be in Hawaii playing his ukulele, was he going to be listening to Taylor Swift bangers all season long? Was he going to be the host of Jeopardy? We didn't know. But we do know this. The Prince of Green Bay is back. Aaron Rodgers is here. Long, flowing, some some gray in the hair, some gray in the beard. But guess what? He don't care. He's still the man. He's back, and he is back to stick it to Green Bay management 
as he rides off into the sunset, hopefully holding the Vince Lombardi trophy above his head as he jettisoned off into the sunset. I'm telling you, in his head, he has it all played out. I'm going to screw Green Bay by winning a Super Bowl and peacing out. I'm telling you, he got it all planned out. And if you look at Green Bay and you look at what they have and you look at their all their guys, this is the most complete team in that division. There's no question about it. I'm sorry. Now, if they have injury, obviously that derails a lot of things that are going on. But that team right there is probably the most complete team in the division. Right? We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Javante Adams is special, obviously. They picked up Aaron Rodgers' security blanket and Randall Cobb. Tunyon had a uh, had a low key good year last year, and if Sternberger can do anything this year, that'll be great as well. And they got Mercedes Lewis back, which is you know that's a UCLA guy. You know how I'm gonna represent for that situation. They got Josh Myers in the draft, which is good. Um, so, I mean, as far as their team is concerned, and then Aaron Jones is a stud. A.J. Dillon, AJ Dillon didn't get a lot of burn last year. He'll be like the backup. The defense is pretty loaded. And here's the one guy that I want to talk about. Jair Alexander is probably one of the best corners in the league. You know what I'm saying? He's just, he's special. He's, he, I mean, he is a playmaker. He gets stuff done. And then the thing about it is, is you just, just stop going to his side of the field. You just do. But they haven't done that yet. Because my man continues to get interceptions, which is great. You know? So, I mean... The only questions are, it's going to be in the locker room. Will this team be good in the locker room? Will this team have what they need to get through? Because, you know, um, if the team is answering questions about Aaron Rodgers and his future all year, that that could bring down a team a little bit. I just think that Aaron is probably the best equipped to deal with this. Let's be honest. Aaron has that asshole gene a little bit. He just does. Okay? It's not a bad trait. It really isn't. I mean, it sounds disparaging, but if there's anybody who can block out noise and not care about what the national media is saying and the Green Bay press is saying and his front office is saying, it's Aaron Rodgers. And he can rally the troops. Everybody believes in him. The offense is just super silky when he's running it. No offense to Jordan Love. 
apparently the incumbent apparently the next in line good luck with that Jordan but yeah I mean injuries are always going to be a factor in a season we know this but for the NFC North Green Bay is the most complete team in this division if they have Aaron Rodgers, which they do. Okay. And let the Aaron Rodgers, I don't even know if you want to call it revenge tour, but I guess if you want to call it just a petty tour, let the Aaron Rodgers petty tour begin. Because trust me, Every time he has a good game, he's going to be looking up at the press box where Guttenkuss and Mike and uh, Mark Murphy hang out, and that is going to be a scene. That is going to be an absolute scene. We're going to have cuts to Guttenkuss eating popcorn or whatever he does in the press box, taking notes. Frantically trying to figure out how he can make Aaron Rodgers happy now. And Aaron Rodgers just putting up 432 yards and like three or four touchdowns and no interceptions. Another day at the office for A Rod. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what we look at in this division. This division is pretty much Green Bay Slews. You know, I hate to say it, but that's how it's going to be. So let's get a prediction so we can get up out of here. All right. First and foremost, Detroit Lions. It's going to be a bad year. Sorry to hear that. Your coach likes to gnaw at ankles. He likes to he likes to eat kneecaps and stuff like that. Put racing helmets on his head. So you know how I feel about that. Jared Goff is not a great quarterback. So if you win four games this year, you might not be doing it right. Okay. But I got you at 4 and 13. You should strive for 2 and 15. That's where you need to be. Okay? You want to be in the top three. So you're good enough to go either 4 and 13, maybe 5 and 12. But here's the deal you don't want to. So try as hard as you possibly can to get that 2 and 15 in. Okay? We got that extra game. I remember there's 17 of these bad boys this year. All right? So your goal is to go 2-15. and 15. And I hope Detroit Lions fans, you can get behind that. Third team in this division, but it's very, very slim, like Razor's Edge. Here's the thing. When there's quarterback controversy... That doesn't lead to a bunch of success. And I think that the Bears might be another year away. So, they're good enough to win games. Are they going to be good enough? Mm. You know what? I look at the Bears going like 7 and 10, 8 and 9 is like where I see them. This all changes if, if Justin Fields comes out and is magnificent 
and he gets to play for a quick chunk of the year. But I'm going off that, I'm going off with the strategy, and I use air quotes in this situation. I'm going off the, I'm going off the strategy that Matt Nagy says he wants to start Andy Dalton for as much as he possibly can. And if that's the case, I don't see a lot of success there. Now, if your defense becomes very opportunistic like it was a couple years ago, I think it was like three, when you go, you were intercepting passes left and right. Eddie Jackson was right. You know, the, the secondary was looking real swole and everything like that. Then maybe you can get to nine and eight. 10 and 7 sniffing playoffs, but uh, that's a lot of factors to count on. So 7 and 10, 8 and 9, I'm leaning more towards 7 and 10 this year. It's not because the team is cruddy, it's just upheaval when it comes to the quarterback position doesn't set well with me personally. And that leads us to the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, what's up? How y'all doing? All right. Now, they got all the ingredients. Everything should be there. Don't believe in the quarterback, but everything else is there. Why not, right? Why not Minnesota? Why not Minnesota winning 11 games this year? Why not Minnesota? You want me to believe in your quarterback, right? Okay. There's enough built up around him that an 11-win season is not out of the realm of possibility. Kirk Cousins, this is your year. This is your year to step up. Can you win 11 games? We will see. I personally think there's a they're a ten win team. I think they're going ten and seven. Personally, if you won eleven, you might be pushing for the division. I just don't know about Kirk Cousins, so I'm gonna go ten and seven. I'm gonna go safe ten and seven from Minnesota. Wisconsin, what up? It's your boy. You're going to win the division again. because Not because you're great. Don't. Stop. Aaron Rodgers came back. That's the, that's the reason why you're winning the division. Aaron Rodgers is there. All is good with the world. We're excited about that situation. I think it will be a struggle, though. I think 12-5. and five. Is the record? I don't think you're. I don't think you're that team. I think these issues just don't go away. I don't think you can put them all to bed. I think as talented as Aaron Rodgers is, and as talented as the rest of the team is, the problem that comes with this is that you have a guy who is. Got one foot out of the door and can't and got his bash packed. He's ready to go. So, if that's the case, I think you're going to have to answer questions all year round. It starts to wear on you a little bit, but you're so talented. You win the division. 
I think you go 12 and 5. I think you got the talent to go 12 and 5. But you guys can go 11 and 6 easy and make this division a lot harder than it needs to be and give Minnesota hope. So if Rodgers takes care of business and he's out there laser focused, 12 and 5 is where you can be. And as long as you're in the dance, you know what Bill Parcell says. Just, long, just get to the dance and then figure out the rest from there. But that's how I look at the NFC North right now. Um, you know, I mean, listen, you know where to find me, man. QPP, QPP Network on Twitter, Question Point Pod Network on Instagram. You can get on that Facebook situation. You can do a lot of stuff here, all right? We do not hide. QP Sports Exchange is always here for you. Yes, we took the hiatus. Yes, we have some family issues that we need to deal with. It was super sad. Yes, your boy was emotional. It's been a hard couple weeks. But that's how it goes down. Green Bay wins this division. Minnesota second, 10-7. Chicago 7 and 10, 8 and 8 and 9, but more likely 7 and 10. There's people who think they can do a playoff push. I think they could too, but we'll see how that quarterback situation works out. In Detroit, you don't want to win more than two games this year. But you guys are gonna find a way to win four or five. Which is crazy. You shouldn't do it. Two wins. Keep Jared Goff to two wins. So that is the division preview for the NFC North. I am your host, Vince. It's been a pleasure doing it. Your no no doubt about it person of the week is easy for me. I'm going to give it to my wife. Yes, I'm going to home. It doesn't matter. All right. I give it to my wife. She went through a lot these last, um, well, she went through a lot this last couple years, but um, she's been my true north uh, going through these situations, um, keeping my head together, keeping us, you know, afloat in the sense of just keeping the negativity down and the positivity up. So got to just give her her flowers for that. So our no doubt about it person of the week is none other than Belinda Carter, who is the co-owner of Question Point Pod Network. You know what I'm talking about. You know how we do it. So that's it. That's the that's the show. We are going to still sign off the way we should be good to yourself. Make sure you're good. Make sure everything is right with you. Appreciate those people around you who who kind of hold you down so you can get good. Get yourself centralized and ready to go so you can be appreciative and love your family members the way you need to. Second thing is, is that you be kind to your neighbor. A friendly hello, a wave, a smile, a couple words of encouragement go a long way. And thirdly, Get out into your community. If you can give time and volunteer, great. 
if you can't and you're just abundantly blessed by God, go a little green to a worthwhile organization in your neck of the woods because it does them a world of good and I swear it'll do you a world of good as well. And with that being said, this episode is over. I'm glad that we can do it. Um, we're probably going to bust out another episode in the next couple days so we can catch up on the previews or whatever. So look, you'll be on the lookout for the NFC South. So we got the NFC South coming up and then the NFC West. Uh, I think we'll have like your regular contributors on that show. We just needed to, we just needed to pod, man. This is therapeutic for me. If you don't think so, just know that talking to you guys is absolutely therapeutic to me. It's, you know, it keeps me going. I like cracking jokes. I like getting it real, you know, real crazy like, but just uh, the outpouring of love that I get from you guys is great. Please subscribe. Please download. Please build our community. I need to get some Twitter followers. We need to build this thing up. Go get me at QPP Network. You know what I'm saying? Follow my guys, Kyler on at uh, at Kyler QPPN at Nico QPPN at Ava QPPN at Kez QPPN. We trying to take it over. We on that green room situation a lot. So check us out there. We got more coming. Here comes the betting pod by Nico and Zach. I see you, Zach. Shout out to Zach, my guy. Another Canadian doing it real big. I'm excited about that. So that's it. That's the, that's the show for this week. Keep in mind, we got the um, we got the NFC South preview coming up. And that'll probably be done, get done in the next couple days, honestly, to tell you the truth. Um, just understand that this has just been a transition uh, period for me. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Question Point Pod Network is not going anywhere, okay? We are straight. We just have some family things that just went way, way left. And now we're out of there. Blessings to God that we are. Hope my family can heal itself without me there, I guess. You know, I don't know if I was the sticking point because I wanted discipline for the kid, whatever it is. But we just wish for the best for them as well. And that's pretty much about it, guys. So, um, thank you for basically letting me vent for an hour. (laughs) Thank you for letting me vent. All right. You guys have a good one. It's Saturday. I'm going to watch some UCLA football, you know, in a couple hours. You know how I do it. Eight clap all day. We're going to talk college football soon, too. We're getting it ready. I miss you guys, dog. I'm just letting y'all know. Peace. And we are out of here. Chill.